Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin. I did it for the rock. Oh, shut your mouth, you thong wearing fatty. Number four, arm bar. I am Sir Michael Cole. What? I was in the middle of playing football manager. I've only got like three games left of the season with Brentford and I'm seventh. See, when you said footman, I thought you were on about like a foot that's on a platform. Like, doodly, 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 doodly. No, man. he's, he's <laughs> on a football manager. He says he's only got three games of the season left and he's on seventh and he'll still be relegated. He's that bad. <laughs> I'm in the Prem. Yeah, whatever. Welcome everyone to this week's episode of Grapplecast. It's me, Taryn, your host, alongside Jamie, Dan and Joe. Guys, how are we all doing? Another week and another set of releases. Was up, oos. Yeah, living that general dream, man. It was all uh, NXT, though. At least we can you say it was for not main roster for a change. Mm-hmm. No yeah, idea who any of it's them still, were. You know, it, it's, <laughs> Still hurts my soul the fact that they're releasing half of the NXT roster and somebody who's actually about to be called up. So you can't really, I don't know, we'll go into it in detail. You can't really say, oh, it's to do with budget when you're about to call him up and put him on a brand new contract. It makes absolutely no sense. But you know what? Good on Bronson Reed. I think the, the sky's the limit for him and he'd be welcome in any promotion. He's a really good solid worker. Well, we'll have a look down the list um, for the first part of this episode. But I think the general consensus of the reason being is, is they want to effectively reboot relaunch nxt there's been rumors that they're going for a new logo new set design in the um capital wrestling center uh new theme music new pyro and basically i think they just want to kind of go for kind of like a soft relaunch but a different take on it i've read on the dirt sheets and i'd be interested to see what your guys takes on it are but basically they kind of want to turn it back to like what ovw was but still have it as a weekly show but not have anybody over the age of 30 get more help because we know how much Vince loves the heavyweights and powerhouses get these more defined heavyweights and powerhouses in everyone under 30 and basically build it around them I guess I mean in a way you look at the past couple of years and gone were the days where it was Andrade versus Alistair Black and we're like oh my god first time ever that's going to be amazing you look at um, TakeOver 36 we've got Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly for the third time in a best two out of three falls match now that match is going to be incredible like it's going to be close to a five star match really good watch it's going to be an over an hour watch but yeah I've seen it three times and with Adam Cole I know he is probably going to be called, being called up shortly or moving somewhere else but those guys they've been there long enough they should transition now to the what we would class as a main roster you know i used to watch the ovw and the fcws back in the day and you'd be keeping an eye on the seth rollinses and the biggies and you know you wanted to know them before they get called up but now it's the case it's kind of its own brand and you've got carrion cross going on raw and then he's going back over to nxt i think they do need to shape it up because we know who these names are whereas beforehand you'd call somebody up and you've got who is this guy they're brand new you know we've got Dewdrop being called up we all know who she is from nxt uk but they've given her a completely different persona and have forgotten everything that she's done on that other brand so if it's ovw sort of thing how they used to do it we didn't know who these guys were but the minute they get called up we're they're re-established as a new character and then then we actually do know who they are so i think there are some positives to it but seeing some people who are very, very talented, like Bronson Reed, get released, you know, I think that hit all of us quite hard. Well, let's go down the list then. We'll start with Bronson Reed. Joe, what are your thoughts with that? 
Um, I'm really, su- I'm really surprised because I thought he was like the next like Bam Bam Bigelow, like the next like big agile guy. You know, he won the North American title. Yeah, okay, he dropped it to Isaiah Swerve Scott, and I heard you know he was having a couple of dark matches on SmackDown as well, and he was generally being praised. So yeah, I'm really, really surprised. He's a really big agile guy. He can, he can really wrestle. His promo game's not the best, but he, he can certainly wrestle. So, yeah, I'm really, really surprised by that. Don't know where that's come from, to be honest. Do we think, again, this is just because, I mean, obviously, as we've said, the consensus, the idea is, is that they're getting these powerful, ripped, bodybuilder-type bodies back in. That's the idea anyway. Yes, he's a big guy. Yes, he can work. But is he just not defined enough? Is he too? Is this a case of go away for six months and lose a bit of weight and come back? I think with the, the problem that there is, is there's been quite a lot of dark matches lately and quite a lot of main event matches. And the, the reason for that is Vince is aware of NXT and he can watch those shows. But if they're there, they can see him in person, how they interact backstage with everybody, how they, how they work going out to an actual live audience. It tells you a different story to what it is in the small capital wrestling center. So we all looked at the dark matches a couple of months ago going, oh, um, Karen Cross versus, um, versus him. And they, they were really supposed to be really good matches. But really, you could, if you look at it the other side, Vince McMahon might have looked at it and gone, who is this guy? I do not like him. Why, do, why have we employed him? And, you know, they, they put him, could have been a nail in the coffin from that. We don't know. We all looked at it, saw that he dropped the North American title and thought, oh, he's being called up. Vince must love him. But you never know. There's two signs to every coin. And it may be the case that the powers that be saw him and thought, actually, it's not going to work at this stage. Could work in a few years' time. But at this stage, let's just let him go and see what he does elsewhere. It's a shame because, like Joe was saying, he was like a Bam Bam Bigelow almost. He had a big size to him, but he was very agile. Um, but he said, like, the door's open, he can go wherever he wants. Um, you know, he's over, in, he's living in America with his girlfriend or fiance or wife um, who've actually uprooted from Australia to come over here. So mm. I think the sky is the limit for him. I'd like to see him in somewhere like a Ring of Honor, um, you know, working and building up from there. Well, you know, I, I don't want to see everybody go to AEW, you know. Yeah, well, he, he, has, he has called out Miro in AEW this week. Yeah, he has said, I'm coming for you and I'm coming for the TNT oh. Championship. I <laughs> think we'll see him in Ring of Honor or Impact Wrestling, personally. He, he tweeted out, grinding in violence, every match, every moment is reality of dot, 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 course, which if you all capitalise, which is give me Miro. Oh God! Well, well, yeah. Well, I mean, why not? I'm not. I don't. I'm, NXT is all thirty day release clause. True, but I don't get excited by him, and that's not a knock with with him. I I agree with you guys. He can work. He needs a bit of work on his promo side of things, but I don't think. Wow, I can't wait to see him end up in AEW. See where he's going to be. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. I just. I've got this feeling he may end up going the route of an author's of pain type route where he's kind of just unfortunately for himself just disappeared, been released and disappeared. But I'm very happy to be proved wrong with him. Let's put it well, that we, way. We saw that about Everrise and the wrestling sting and Darby Allen in a few yeah. weeks. Well, exactly. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Right, let's move on. Bobby Fish. That surprised me more than Bronson Reed. He keeps that getting didn't surprise me. Yes, we, Joe and I were talking about it. It doesn't surprise us. Really talented guy, but 
he can't cut a promo. Never heard him cut a promo. And he gets like literally got injured at war games and then he wrestled in the match and got injured again. Um, you know, he's a mid forties dude. Yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, he can out train a lot of people, but they got a lot of people down in the PC that can out train a lot of people. Um, I'm not surprised. You know, was I, he I like still in that. undisputed era or is he he went single the last match that he had, he teamed up with uh, Kushida, I think. And no, last match he had, he faced, um, what's his name? The other guy who went in disputed error, uh, Roderick Strong. They had yeah. a one-on-one match. It was kind of like a write-off. And that's him, he went off into the sunset. But he's a, one of these guys who can go back to Ring of Honor. He could start his own wrestling school. He could go back to uh, New Japan. But I'm not surprised. But he was just one of these guys. You, you knew he was in Undisputed Era. He looked pretty cool. They made a good faction with him in. But as a singles guy, if you said rank the Undisputed Era guys as singles competitors, yes, his wrestling capability is up there and on par with others. But personality, mic skills, longevity, I'd rank him at the bottom. So I wasn't that surprised out of all of the people that they To be fair, I didn't realise how old he was. Now I've seen how old he was, I'm not as surprised. He was yeah. 44, to be fair. Um, I know sometimes they do like to keep people around the experienced talent, even in that age, even just to help with development with the younger guys. But if they're going with this new under-30 type idea um, for NXT, then you know what else you do other than release him? Move him to the main roster? I think he would have just got lost in the shuffle then. I think he'll, you know, go down the Mississippi, he'll start a fishing show, and then we could say how much fish would Bobby Fish fish if Bobby Fish could fish fish. Try saying that when you've had a few drinks. Right. <laughs> Jake Atlas. Yeah, yeah so that was a bit, that's a bit of a strange one. Uh, yeah, he was 205 live, and he was in the Cruiserweight uh, tournament that crowned um, Legaro as the Cruiserweight champion uh, about a year ago. But he's generally, he is spontaneous, he does... Um, he does quite good promos and he's uh, quite a well-liked personality backstage. So I was quite surprised by that. But Joe, Joe and I were talking about all these releases and we said, okay, can you see Jake Atlas being called up and you're actually, uh, you know, excited to see what he's going to do or facing the champ, you know, a champion of a brand. And you're thinking, yeah, okay, he could put on a decent show and you might be able to cut a decent promo, but really he's just there making the numbers up to be fair, but he could go to another place and do quite well there as well. But, I wasn't too surprised hearing his name being released because they haven't really done anything with him for about a year, to be honest. Yeah, he was on Undercover Boss USA, so Undercover Boss, um, <laughs> my man did an episode where she like pretended to be like a reporter, but she had like other prosthetics on. And Jake Asplis was on there. He's like, I think he's like a photographer by trade or something like that. And he, he was like, photog- like doing photography for like wrestling magazine. And then he said to Stephanie McMahon, all in like the skies, oh yeah, I want to be the first like openly gay wrestler to wrestle for the WWE. This is after Darren Young left, but before Sonia Deville came out and he was like, oh, I want to be the first like openly gay wrestler to wrestle for the WWE. She went, oh, okay. And then at the end of the show, obviously, she pulls off the Prosecco and says, oh, it's actually me, Stephanie McMahon. Would you like to try out in WWE? <laughs> and i got to be fair, his, his finisher, I don't know if you've seen it, he does like a cartwheel off the top rope onto the ropes and then hits like a uh, DDT, like a spike DDT. So he cartwheels sideways while still holding onto the rope, grabs a head and then spike DDTs him. His finisher was really good and really unique. Um, and he was quite a good high flyer. Um, so in terms of watching him in the ring, yeah, he was a little bit different, but he just weren't using him. He, he, mm. I think the last match he had, he teamed with Mercedes Martinez to go against Tien Shah or somebody like that. I think it was TN Shah. Um, but really, well, I know that Mercedes Martinez was one of the releases as well. Um, yeah, what do we think about what do we think about that? Because she, 
like I say, I, I, I think Jamie is the same. I don't watch NXT like I used to anymore, if at all. I tend to watch the takeovers, um, but I certainly don't watch it on a weekly basis anymore. But Mercedes Martinez is a name that I did keep hearing, certainly in the last few weeks, over and over again. Had she had a couple of dark matches, or was she getting, you know, with the rumours that she was going to be getting called up to the main roster? No, I'm, nothing like I'm that. sure I'd heard about her, though. When something happened in the last yeah, few weeks, she, and now she's suddenly been released. She was in the million classic, then she came back, and then she was in Retribution for a while, and then she had a match against Zaylee with the, the voodoo gimmick, and then she's just been kind of like floundering for a bit to be honest she was playing this badass character where um yeah she was in both may youngs um and then they eventually signed her and i would say within a week and a half two weeks of being signed she was actually in the rumble as a surprise entrant i think it was the 2019 rumble in the baseball stadium um then she was in nxt for a little bit she's had a few title matches she's actually was at a takeover um, she faced Raquel Gonzalez, and it was a really decent match. But the problem with Mercedes, very good wrestler, very good in-ring veteran. Um, but the fans weren't really getting behind her. They weren't booing her. They weren't cheering her. And if you're not getting a fan reaction either way, you know what else are they going to really do? They could have called her up to the main roster, but they called up Mia Yim, and she hasn't really done anything else. So it's, yeah. it's a really difficult one. I think age wasn't on her side. She is like a 20-year veteran, and she's been around and done a lot of things. But if you're going to call you up to Raw SmackDown, oh, Mercedes Martinez is debuting tonight. And everyone just goes, nah. You know, yeah. the release isn't surprising if you look at it like that. But in terms of her calibre and passing on experience to everyone else, that was invaluable. But you look who they've got down at NXT. They've got um, people like the Beth Phoenixes. Uh, you know, what's her name? Del Rey as well. Mm-hmm. Sarah Del Rey. Um, they've they got really good trainers down there to help the, the women down there. Um, so it is. I think it is the case... She probably went, am I being pushed? No, I'm not going to be pushed. All right, let me go. I'll go back to stardom. I'll go to AEW. There's so many places that she could go. And she's very well known. She could literally call up any promotion and they'll give her a dark match or give her a, a match on their show. She's that good. Fair enough. Now, I know when I mentioned earlier, Jake Atlas, Jamie's head was just like, yeah, absolutely no idea who that is. <laughs> so here's a list. How many of these do you know, Jamie? Because these are the ones that have been released. I'm just going to do these all together now to save time we have got our is it r.i sterling Ari sterling Sterling. who was actually in a main event match on 205 live as he got released well he's gone he's my favorite (laughs) connor reeves connor reeves Reeves. there we go leon ruff leon ruff i didn't know he went leon ruff yeah he's on the list he's gone so has um is it stefan smith don't know who that is. Um, Tyler Rust. Yeah, he's in he's Diamond, Diamond Mind. Mind. He's not anymore. But as a <laughs> Diamond Mind, only just like debuted about three weeks yeah. back. Right, well, he's gone. They've had enough of that already. Um, Zachariah Smith. Yeah. Asia, no Asia Hale. And my favourite of all of them, I have to say, no disrespect, I've got no idea who this is, but it just <laughs> the name just makes me laugh because it sounds like something from the 80s. Um, Giant Zangia. Bless you. <laughs> yeah. Who, who's Giant Zangia? No idea. Was he Was he in the Performance Centre? I've never heard the name, to be fair. Wouldn't be able to give you a scoop. But there's a couple I can give you scoops on. Um, so um, you mentioned Leon Ruff. He's a former um, North American champion. He surprised Johnny Gagano and took the belt off him. Um, his... Um, I think it's his fiance or his wife is actually uh, one of the female referees. 
who was doing quite well. Um, but he was one of those ones. He, he was getting over. The fans were cheering for him, but he was very scrawny. He's a high flyer, very scrawny. But he was one of these ones that he would just be the underdog. I don't think you could ever see him going to WrestleMania and winning a belt. Um, really good, talented guy. Had a lot of good things going for him. But I think uh, Leon Ruff is somebody who could come back to the company in five years' time. Very similar, like when Kay Quick left uh, WWF back in the day and then came back as R-Truth. Uh, yeah. They're very similar sort of styles. Um, but Tyler Rust was quite a surprising one because he's in Diamond Mind. But if you look at Diamond Mind, um, the manager of Diamond Mind was um, going around giving uh, cards to all of the security guards. And um, Parker Bordeaux on NXT this week was one of the security guards. So everyone's billing him as like the next Brock Lesnar. So that might be a really good way of actually bringing him in. New young guy, bringing him into a stable and learning and, you know, and a, a, a good amount of knowledge. So... They, it's, it's sad that we're seeing him go, but we could see something good come out of it. Well, Giant Zanji, just going back to him, I do remember him now. Do you remember about a year, maybe even longer, maybe even before the pandemic, them doing some sort of press release to announce that they'd signed like a seven-foot-tall Indian wrestler that was pro, that was it was quite a big news at the time because it was another Indian wrestler? Well, that's him, seven-foot-two, oh, wow. 145 kilograms um, from, is it? Zagaron, no, it's not. It's I don't know, but he's from the Punjab. He's from Punjab, and either way, he's gone. So that project didn't work. It's worth giving it a try. Uh, it's a shame that it didn't work out, but you know, at least that they are giving. You know, I was explaining. Um, I think I was explaining it to my dad actually, who doesn't watch wrestling, about what the performance center does because my dad was like, "Oh, it's so fixed." You know, where do they get all of these actors from? And I'm like, oh, yeah. well, actually, you know, they, they look at the Olympics, for example, and you look at the guy who won gold um, in the wrestling for America, uh, for the USA. Um, yes, he's rumoured to be trying to get a contract, isn't he? Well, he's had pictures with Brock Lesnar. WWE's been scouting him for ages. So you look at people like that. Okay, fair enough. Wrestling and the lady who as well is interested. Yep, she is. So the wrestling is, is. but you look at also like shot putters, um, volleyball, um, hockey, um, you know, recently they've been doing rugby over here in the UK. That's where they got Rich Holland from. So, uh, you know, you explain it to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling. Okay, yeah, they are looking for people who's got the wrestling backgrounds. They're looking for people who are actors and actresses. But they're also looking in all of these avenues and trying to scout wherever. You know, they're going to these Miss World pageants. They're going to the Volleyball World Champion. You know, I think they had like a Capoeira tournament that they went to. You know, they're going everywhere that they can. Um, mm. So with this guy, it's good that they have given this big guy a chance, but... You don't really know what's going on behind the scenes, whether there's like a fitness issue, whether there's a, pro a promo issue, um, whether it might have been his request. You don't know. Um, it's really difficult. But I, I think I remember, you know, them signing that guy. But um, yeah, I haven't really heard his name. I haven't really seen him doing much. And if he's been there for a year, you know, he's been there long enough. There's enough in that performance center to get yourself over if you want to get over. But you've got yeah. to make sure you're inventing yourself. And you don't know. You, you may have requested it. Um, but you know, hopefully future future luck in his uh, endeavours and all that. Well, we will see. And Gable Stevenson is the name of the American Olympic gold medalist in the wrestling. Um, he's also a former NCAA Division One champion, just like Brock Lesnar was. And Paul Heyman has already tweeted to say that he is a poor a Gabe Steven is a Paul Heyman guy, Gable Steven. <laughs> so we, we will we will see what happens with that. But yeah, sad news. I mean, I feel like every two or three weeks now, we're dedicating a large yeah. portion of our episodes to the next influx of releases, whether it be NXT or whether it be main think, roster. And it's, it's just, you know, with the pandemic still going on, because it still is, and people losing the jobs, you know, it's not nice either way. But, you know, 
we, we have said it each time we talk about this, hopefully things work out the best for them, but it's not great, is it? Well, it gives no. us 15 minutes of content. <laughs> well, it has. <laughs> I, think, I think Nick Khan's just like, he's like the new like CFO or something, isn't he? He's like, he's obviously, he like spearheaded the Peacock deal, but I think he's just looking at WWE's book. He's looking at all the books and how much they're spending. He's looking at the underlying profit. And I think he said to look, convince about look, we've got all these wrestlers, it's pandemic, we're not making more money. If we release all these people, then it releases more equity into our firm and then uh, our shareholders will ultimately make more dividends in their profits. I mean, he's just been absolutely ruthless, hasn't he? He's just gone through, right, get rid of them, get rid of them, get rid of them, just get rid of everyone. And it's kind of like a, a ploy to a degree as well. It's just like, we get rid of all these and the competition can take them and then that creates competition between the two shows and then hopefully you'll have something like the Attitude Era again, but maybe yeah. it's all part of his plan. He'll be like, I mean, I'll release all these people so they can go to AEW. I'm sick and about this. Uh, uh, I, think, I think Vince McMahon could ultimately like sell off the, the WWE to you know, Peacock, NBC, but I think Vince McMahon likes having control of his own company too much. I mean, if ultimately they offered him like an eye-watering amount of money, he probably would sell to NBC Peacock. But I think he would still have to have like an element of control because he's such a control freak. I think with these releases, the way we need to look at it is two years ago, before the pandemic, we were, and AEW was getting set up, we were having this conversation where we were saying, why are WWE hoarding talent? They won't release anybody. There's loads of people who are miserable, loads of people who want to go over to AEW and they're not releasing them. And we're saying, oh, why are they keeping them on the bench? Like people like Pac and Dean Ambrose. Yeah, eventually they've been released. But there's a lot of people there probably still who do not want to be there. They're upset. They're not being worked. But at least some people are being, there may be their requests and we don't know this. Obviously, some people take to Twitter and they're really angry about it and they do their little videos. But quite often it may be a blessing in disguise for them quite often it may be their actual request and there's quite a lot of people there who don't want to be there um and not being used they're unhappy um so yeah we look at it two years ago and we're saying oh well give them a chance let them go if you're not using them but now there's a lot of people who are being let go and we're going oh hang on a minute why why are they not caring about these guys why are they not paying their paychecks you can't have it both ways um and they can't, well, and they, and they can't go they can't all go to AEW. no they can't and can't. you can't have a roster it's oversaturation. You look at it, you can't have a roster of like active and inactive people of like 400 people. And then you look at all of your, what is it, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK. They're the shows that, and 205 Live and Main Event. You know, you've got these shows that are on every single week. And you're going, right, okay, how many wrestlers are actually wrestling on these shows? And you'd probably say 50 or 60. Some people are going to be injured. Some people are going to be on there for rotation. Some might be managers, commentators, EPC. But you really look at it and you go, do we really need 400 people when realistically you could do it on 100 or 120 or even 200? So they're probably looking at it going, we've got all of this talent. And you could look at Drew McIntyre. They released him and it was, oh, it's a big shame. He went away and now he's come back and he's like a massive megastar. Everybody knows him. He could fly over to the UK and um, do loads of promos on Sky on, and be on This Morning and be on Good Morning Britain. Um, but you look at them right now and you go, oh, could I have them on these sort of shows? It's like, well, no, nobody knows who they are, but everyone knows a John Cena, everyone knows a Roman Reigns. You know, in India, everyone knows a Jinder Mahal, and Jinder Mahal was even released. So, realistically, you, you only Yeah, and he came back to become people. the greatest WWE champion of all time. I know we take the mick with it, but he, he was a good champion. 
Um, he was very, and he represented the company well. Did a lot of media appearances. Mm -hmm. You know, India, one point three billion population, and they have somebody that they can look up to, and they got to start. And you're thinking about getting the television over there. I think um, I can't remember which one it was. Was it AEW? Um, lately, have got um, Eurosport or something over in India. They've got a, a massive TV. Yes, something there. like that. They have. It's just been signed. I remember reading something in the last week or two about that. Yeah. But roster-wise, I, I I can speak to some people who watch just WrestleMania, SummerSlams, and Rumbles, and I, I I can be talking in the pub and I mention a name, and they go who, and you're thinking, okay, you want to know these stars? But like James said, you look back at the Attitude Era, you say The Rock, Stone Cold, you can even go down the list and say like Bradshaw, Farouk, X Pac. People know these names. But if I walked into a pub, and I think I did, I said Drew Gulak, and somebody just looked at me like I was an alien. They're like, who the hell's Drew Gulak? If you're a wrestling fan, somebody who watches every week, you know who Drew Gulak is. But if I'm in the pub and I'm going to be, I'm like, oh, do you see Drew Gulak's match this week? They're like, what's a Drew Gulak? But that absolutely is a problem with the business and the booking and it's the marketing and it's the way that you're portraying your talent on TV. Yes, somebody, no disrespect to him, but somebody like Drew Gulak is never going to be The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin. So he's never going to be a household name and he's also never going to be a name that non-wrestling fans know about. like you can walk down the street and go to, to i don't know somebody in their 50s or the 60s and say do you watch wrestling no have you heard of the rock yes well they've heard of the rock not just because he's a wrestler but because he's a movie star as well but they're not going to have heard like you say you're drew gulag and they're not going to have heard of people who are well established in the wwe say for example like adolf ziggler for example and that's not at the fault of Adolf Ziggler. That's at the fault of the way in which the modern wrestler and the modern wrestling TV show portrays its own talent. Yeah, and they don't always give the media opportunities to everybody. Like, if you remember, The Miz said, I'll do all of the media opportunities. And you say to somebody, The Miz, a lot of people actually know The Miz because he's been in a lot of movies. He's mm -hmm. been on a lot of the, the TV shows. But I think there is a great opportunity for a lot of these stars to be able to go on local network. I mean, you look at it with... Um, Bray Wyatt, like back when he was there, he's doing like weather reports and he was going on news because he was a fun character. But not many of the stars will actually go and do those media appearances. Um, you know, that would be a good way of getting your name out there because if the non wrestling fan knows who you are without watching the product, that's half the battle. Well, from those releases to another release, we I'm, I'm sure we did speak. I have slept since last week. We did speak about the release of Ric Flair, but. He has come out this week and he has said he will never retire. He has one more match in him. He tweeted a couple of pictures of himself in the gym, looking great for his age. Don't get me wrong, he'll look better than I ever will. But he has effectively said he wants one more match. I mean, can you know? Can, uh, I, I, yeah. yeah. It's going to be against. Kenny Omega for the Impact World title. Right, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ric Flair turn up in AEW and manage someone who I don't know. But nobody, surely there is nobody on here that wants to see Ric Flair in his 70s get back in the ring and have one more match. He's going to fight Tony Khan for AEW. It's going to be Ric Flair again for like 100 times. I just, yeah, uh, don't give Tony Khan ideas, Sting versus Rick What about Nick Gage? Maybe if he's going against Cody and stuff, he might have a match against Arn Anderson. 
No, no, because I wouldn't want to see Arn Anderson in the ring. You know, and to Arne be Anderson honest, I don't think Claire, I don't think Arn Anderson would do it anyway. Let's be honest. But we see one more match, match. Put him against Bronco Brendan Wright in Rev Pro in like a Fal- oh Falmouth Air Auditorium. That'd be fine. That'd be good. We'll watch that. What if this is the big trolling ready for Rampage in a couple of weeks next week, where instead of CM Punk is Ric Flair. No, next no. week and the last dance or the first dance, the last dance. It's only the last dance, is it? It's the first dance. But yeah, no, with Ric Flair, n- not none of us here want to see that, do we? Surely not. Is can anybody make a case here for one last Ric Flair match? I hope not, because if you do, you ain't coming back on the podcast next week. <laughs> when they I'll put Sting in there one. and have a triple threat match. <laughs> oh, God. Ric Flair versus Charlotte <laughs> in a battle for the robe. Could we see Charlotte if Ric Flair goes to AEW? Could we see Charlotte follow suit when a contract well, ex- expires? You've heard Andrade. Um, he said this week that he wants his entire family in AEW, and he classes Charlotte as his family, Ric Flair as his family, Roosh as his family. Well, I would hope so. He is getting married well. to her, isn't he? Yeah, but he's saying you know he wants he wants his yeah. familia there with him. Um, yeah. And the same with Charlotte. But you remember Ricky was synonymous with going territories, going to all different places, but. Charlotte wouldn't be Charlotte without the WWE. And what would she be called when she goes across there? Ashley Fleer. You know, I don't know if it'll work as much. They'd probably just call her Ashley, wouldn't they? Yeah. But it wouldn't, you know, you'd have to get, you know, or just call her the Queen or something like that. But I think with with the push that they're giving her in WWE and she's known as one of the best wrestlers, not just female wrestlers, one of the best wrestlers in the company, one of the best promo makers as well, WWE ain't going to let her go. No, no, of course not. It was more a um, topic for discussion. But let's say, you know, she'll probably be released next week the way that things are going at the moment. I don't know. Um, I, think the, I think the four horsewomen are safe for quite a while. Well, yes, you, you, you would certainly hope so, wouldn't you? Unless everybody has all gone properly mental. Um, on Raw this week, I just wanted to get your takes on this. Perhaps, Joe, you could kick us off because I'm interested to see what you think with this one. Did, did we all catch the, even if we didn't watch Raw, did we all hear about or all catch the Elias promo? <laughs> yeah. So for anyone that hasn't yeah. seen it or doesn't know about it, probably Jamie. Um, Elias. I love Elias. Elias. Effected, <laughs> well, you can't anymore because WWE no longer stands for Walk with Elias, allegedly. And the guitar is in the fire. So it looks like there's going to be some sort of repackaging. Is... Does he need repackaging? Is this due? And if so, what what what, what do we think is going to happen? Do you want to kick us off with that, Joe? Yeah, I mean, they had a promo where he was like sitting around a campfire, like stringing, like playing his guitar. And then they like showed the Symphony of Destruction match. They kind of went, "I've played this instrument for so long." WWE used to stand for what with Elias, but it doesn't anymore. Then he kind of like threw his guitar in the fire and just walked off, but. It sounded like he said Elias is no more. So I'm assuming he's not going to come back as Elias. He'll come back as before he was Elias. He was, I think his original name was Elias Samson. So maybe he'll come back as Samson. I don't know, Samson, the, 
the shredder or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely needed, though. I mean, you look at it. What more could you do with Elias? And it was very similar to uh, Jeff Jarrett back in the day when he had his roadie and he was doing all of these songs. The guitar gimmick has its longevity, and he's released two albums, and they went to the number one in the gimmick chart or whatever it was for soundtracks. Um, you know, he's already done that, and he's already performed at WrestleMania just playing guitar. There's only so much you can do that. And I think over the past few weeks, he's come out and go, hey, do you go on a walk with Elias? Ha ha, you'll remember. It just was a bit flat. The audience the audience have been a bit flat over the past couple of weeks, which I think they're getting back into it. But mm. you look at it and go, champion Elias with the, you, you know, he's got a US title on, one, on the shoulder and he's carrying his guitar. And then all of a sudden they're using his guitar, you know, against him as a weapon every single week. I think the, 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 um, the pros and the cons with it, with the cons, he had a deal with Fender where he was promoting the Fender guitars and he's getting given a new guitar every single week and they were linking it mm. to him. I think that's really good for the company that you're linking a guitar company to a wrestler. But the pros, I think, so much outweigh it. You can give him a haircut, give him a shave, put him in a new outfit, um, team him up with somebody. You know, King of the Rings around the corner. They could repackage him. He could be King Samson. Um, mm. You know, there's so much that they could do with him and repackage him and make him into, into like a total athlete. Um, I think it is needed. He's such a good wrestler, but can I see Elias as US champion with his guitar as a dripper? No. But can I see him being repackaged and his in-ring work? I mean, given that title, yeah. I, I think he'd be a really good champion. And he's such a good star, and he's very good on promos, that he can be given a different, totally different gimmick, like a King gimmick, for example, and he definitely right. can make it work. So I think the pros definitely outweigh the cons on this one. I'm surprised he wasn't released with the last cuts of main roster releases and the fact that if they if they think that the Elias gimmick isn't working anymore, which they clearly do, hence the repackaging or the redirection of which the way that they're going, it surprises me that they're putting the time, the money and the effort into it because we know what WWE's like or what they've been like lately. So it surprises me that they are putting the time, money and effort into wanting to go in a new direction with it rather than just going... Yeah, you've had your two or three years on the main roster now. It's fizzled out. Off you go. I honestly thought they'd do that. And who knows? They may still do that. Look at Alistair Black straight back on the roster. Ta-ra, you gone. Um, but, yeah, I. it's interesting I to hear your thoughts. Go on. What do you say, Jamie? I don't see a repackage working. I think the gimmick of the Drifter and the singing made him who he is. And without that, he's just going to get lost in the lost in the herd and just get released in a year. Or, ever, ever the optimist. I'm hopefully I'm wrong because I love Elias. And then maybe you take that away and then all of a sudden he has a massive face turn and then brings the guitar back and everybody loses their shit again. Bring Works it back. I'm already calling for him to bring it back. What if he isn't changing gimmick? What if he just threw that guitar on the fire because he's bought a new one and then he just comes back out and he goes, yeah, I've got my new one. Now. He decided to become a drummer. <laughs> yeah, he just comes out with a couple of drumsticks. Well, you Who, look at it on SmackDown, they've got Rick Boogs with the guitar gimmick now because you can't have a guitar gimmick on Raw and a guitar gimmick on SmackDown and then Survivor Series, it's the battle, like a guitar on a yeah, yeah. In the new three-man band. Team oh, Boogs versus Team Elias. Yeah. Well, who was who was Elias having a feud with lately? Why is his name already Jackson Riker. Right. So he's still with the company, I assume, somehow. The <laughs> company really, really like him at the moment. I'm really why? unsure why he does. He can't cut a decent promo. But he looks. They cut his hair and stuff, and he just looks like generic wrestler number one. Yeah, I know. But Vince likes a wrestler. In but he hasn't been on so. Raw as he's for two or three weeks. Two or he... three weeks. No. They'll. Oh, there you go. He's gone. Right, there isn't much. I could see if he got released, I wouldn't be surprised. But there's a reason they've kept him. They didn't keep um, Steve Macklin and the other guy. Um, so 
you know, they must be doing something with him, maybe putting him in as a tag team or maybe chasing the 205 Live guys and chasing Reggie in a couple of weeks. You never know. Yeah, oh God, Reggie, I forgot that. Well, they're having bloody ma- scheduled matches for the 24. But it's he the 24-7 championship. It can be defended at any time, anywhere. He no, doesn't have his French let's accent. Let's have a match. Anymore, I know, well, well, yeah, he's done a Kofi Kingston, I. He's got <laughs> his French accent, but um, he's basically having these matches, and they say on commentary that the uh, 24-7 rules are suspended during the actual match. But I tell you what, it's entertaining. It's something a bit different than our truth every week, and I've been enjoying those segments, so i got to be fair. Crap, absolute crap. <laughs> Um, we did have some crap news as well this week. But I don't, I'm sure everybody saw because it was in the rest of the world with Bobby Eaton. He passed away at the age of 62, which was um, very, very sad to see. Um, you know, one half of the Midnight Express. And I remember, obviously, going back and watching previous matches with the Midnight Express, but going back and watching a lot of WCW um, in teaming up with William Regal, Steve, Stephen Regal. Um, in WCW as well, um, but yeah, beautiful Bob Eaton. He's he's passed away, and I was listening to last week's or this week's of losing track of time. Um, Jim Cornette experience, and obviously there's that affiliation and friendship with Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, and specifically Bob Eaton. And you know, it was really it was quite a difficult listen. It was on about an hour, an hour and a half. This episode and. He was very, very teary, certainly at the beginning. And, you know, he's just lost one of his his, his best friends. Um, but it was a, I would recommend everybody, not that I usually recommend people go and listen to a rival podcast, but it's certainly not a rival. He's certainly got a few more listeners than us. Um, but I would recommend anybody to go back and listen to, to that and just the stories that he was telling. Um, and yeah, just, just recuperating back on, on the history of Bobby and, and himself. It was a, yeah, kind of, kind of came out of nowhere in in a way. I think he, he was ill in the last few weeks, but the, the passing certainly came out of nowhere. And I think it's, I think that as difficult as it is to see somebody like Bobby Eaton pass away, I think the positives that you can take from it is that for any younger viewers out there who perhaps haven't heard of him, with the that's the glorious thing about the network these days you can go back and yes not everything is on there but a lot a large amount of content of bob eaton is on the network i would recommend you know going on the network popping his name in and going back on you know watching some of the midnight express's previous matches for example um especially with, with jim Cornette managing them as well and seeing his crazy antics as well yeah i would uh i would recommend people go and do that yeah, I mean, Bobby Eaton's um, highly regarded. You know, I've seen a, a loads and loads of people like Mick Foley, Chris Jericho, all of them, not like saying like Bobby Eaton is like the ultimate professional. He was so nice. Like he gave his time and like he was the man to go to. Like if you wanted something, if you wanted to comb or toothbrush, he always had like extra stuff in his bag. So he was like always like kind and generous to people with his time and. So yeah, a lot of the rest of us were saying, "Oh, it's such a shame." He was so, he was so good, but for whatever reason, he never got bigger than what he did. Like he was actually a really good wrestler, but he just didn't get to the next stage. And every wrestler, you know, from Chris Jericho to Mick Foley, couldn't say, you know, not enough nice things about him. You know, including William Regal as well. Yeah, there was um, a lot of love poured out over Twitter. There was, and and it's a good point you mentioned there, Joe, about you know not getting quite to the heights of so certainly in a singles career now. But I would say in a tag team, one of the best tag teams of all time. You know, the Midnight Express. So you know, certainly 
um, from going from the territory days, even before you know the influx of WCW and the WWE, and you know certainly one of the better known tag teams, one of the biggest tag team stars of all time. So yes, we we pass on, pass, pass on, pass on our best well wishes to his family and his friends. Right. Just before you end the news, because I can see that's what you're doing, I just wanted to ask your opinions on this one. This is news, don't worry, Taryn. I'm sure you all heard the Chelsea Green thing. Oh, uh, uh, WWE wanted yeah. to sue Chelsea Green for her birth name. <laughs> Chelsea Green. Obviously, they've dropped it now, but yeah, they were they were taking her to court for the name Chelsea Green, which is her birth name. Well, that's <laughs> interesting because it all depends on what a contract says. If mm-hmm. if, it, if it says you're signing a, I don't know, two year contract to be an employee of our company, and as part of that contract, we own the intellectual properties and rights to your name, Chelsea Green. If she signed it. She signed it. Yeah, it's, it's a very that. difficult one. It's a difficult one, and you see this a lot. When I, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody. I don't know if any of you guys can. It'll come to me probably after we've recorded. But there have been other circumstances in the past. Obviously, there's been circumstances where people have said, "No, I want to use my name that's been given to them outside of the WWE." Obviously, for example, Pug, uh, yeah, Pug exactly. Pug, it's Phil Brooks, but he owns. Yeah. The intellectual property of CM Punk, and I think Chris Jericho owns... Yes. Chris Jericho's real name is Chris Irvine, but I think he owns the intellectual property of Chris Jericho. He does, I think he doesn't own Y2J or like all of them. That's WWE. He owns Jericho the name. Yeah, exactly. But there's definitely been cases, I'm sure of it, where people have used their real name and then wanted to... Um, you know, use it outside the WWE and have said, oh, well, no, you know, we haven't worked it. And it tends to happen that the WWE, you know, usually drop it. But, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Read, read, read your paperwork is what that would say in regards to that. Because yeah. there's loads of people who've had their real names, like Matt Hardy, for example, and um, you look at the Ultimate Warrior, he changed his name to Warrior just so he could have that trademark on it. But you look, you know, okay, fair enough. Like, if, if you were called um, Captain Kayfabe, and that was your wrestling name, and then you went somewhere else. And WWE have made T-shirts with that. Yeah, okay, you've got to give it up because that's what they've developed your character with. But with Chelsea Green, yeah, it's a bit of a weird one. She's only had, what, like three or four televised matches on WWE, a, cu- a couple on NXT as well. But if you're signing a bit of paper to say... If you're signing a bit of paper to say, yeah, you can have my name, she was Lauren Van Ness in, in Impact. She could yeah. be Lauren Van Ness again. She wasn't Chelsea Green in Impact. But now, it's the case that... She's being silly. She hasn't read a contract properly. But WWE are actually being quite nice with it and they're giving it back to her. So good on them. Yeah. Right. AW, did anybody watch Dynamite last night or indeed read the results? I've read the results. I've just watched last week's Dynamite. I finished that with the um, Malachi back. But I haven't haven't seen it. on a Wednesday. So Dan's up to date. Very true. (laughs) Well, last night. I've read the results. Last night's episode was okay, not not a bad show. The Jericho Wardlow match as the main event wasn't great. Was it better than Hoovertude? Because that was uh, awful. yes. Have you watched so it, Jamie? Yeah, I, I watched it this morning. The whole show, um, but yeah, it was kind of it reminded me a little bit of, of Brock Lesnar. There was a lot of um, like Suplex City, I uh, just literally just dominating Jericho. A lot of there. repetition, yeah. 
Yeah, but like I said, it was just completely dominated because the whole thing was we know he's going to get to his fifth labour, but he's going to get beaten to death before we get to Well, he's, he's got the rematch against MJF next week in the fifth labour, and the rules are the stipulation is he's not allowed to use the Judas effect finishing move, and he's also yeah. not allowed to come out to the Judas theme music. He yeah, has to that, come out in silence. That, that's brilliant, though, because I think all the fans will still sing it anyway. Of course they will, and that's exactly the reason why they've done it, for that audience participation. It's a shame that uh, Chris Jericho doesn't have any other finishing moves, so isn't it? Well, yeah. But Are they he allowed did to, every you know, with it, though, didn't he? he every did. label with it. Effects. Are they allowed to call it the Walter Jericho? Does WWE own that? And they call it the Lion Tamer. Yeah, they do just call it the Lion Tamer, do they? Good. And he's yeah, got the Lion Salt, um, and then he's got um, the Code Breaker as well. And he's still, he's still call it Code The best thing is um, they didn't properly reference it, but uh, basically, really early on in the match, he hit Wardlow with the Code Breaker, pinned him only one count, kicked out. Jr. goes, I've seen. Jericho win the Code Breakers against Dead Men. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> won matches against a dead man. Well, is it, is it untrue? It's just factual reporting by good old JR. That's quite clever, though. You put him in, that is really clever. Interestingly, um, Paul, it's Paul White. Paul White showed up. He did a show he had an interview this week, Ray. They basically said, you know, when are you going to get back in the ring and have a match? And he said, oh, sooner rather than later. And then on a segment last night, he did come out. Um, who was, oh, who was, was it QT Marshall? Was yeah, so basically QT Marshall yeah. and his mates uh, beat up Tony Schiavone's son. That's it. In the audience, he brought him in and beat him up. And then Paul White came out because they're, they're partners on Elevation, obviously. They are. So Paul White came out and was like, just chokeslam. Chokeslam one of the cronies and he's obviously setting up a match. But what was great about that is, Paul, I nearly called him the big show, Paul White <laughs> no has, he already has new theme music and his theme music is sung by the same guy who sung his big show theme in the WWE. So it sounds quite similar and it's the same artist as well. So <laughs> get on YouTube and have a, uh, have a listen to that when you can, because, um, yeah. That was uh, interesting. Yeah. Tomorrow, obviously, they've uh, set up everything from next week and Rampage. They have. Um, so I thought we could have a, a preview of Rampage because they have. I think they have only announced three matches so far, but then that's probably it. Yeah, because it's only an hour. So at All Out, we know that All Out, the main event, is Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against Christian Cage. However... Yeah. Kicking off the first ever episode of Rampage tomorrow is Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the Impact World Championship. So, can we assume that Christian Cage in the first ever match gets one up on um, Kenny Omega and wins the Impact Championship, and therefore it's champion versus champion at all out? Or because you know, because, winner because the, or work, 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 because if not, and I see Dan shaking his head, what's the point then of having us? If Kenny Omega's already beaten Christian Cage, what's the point of having a re why should the champion have to defend the other championship again to the person that he's already defeated at all yeah, out? Christian's gonna win and have a few weeks on TNA uh, or Impact. Sorry, he'll have a few weeks on Impact, you know, going back to his old stomping ground, having a few matches there as well, and then. 
You'll have a title v title match at All Out and lose it then. Fair enough. Dan, you were shaking your head. Yeah, I can't see Christian going back to Impact, to be fair, because you saw him go back when they had that deal with Ric Flair um, because he was going to the Hall of Fame and they needed him there. Um, And he didn't want to be there. But do you not think that was more because it was uncomfortable because he was under contract with WWE? No, I think he's got a lot of friends there, you know, the Kazarians, the Daniels and all that. Um, I think it's the case that you've got Omega and he's got multiple belts, so you just want to have a title match for the first episode of Rampage. But the reason I don't think that he's going to win the belt is because on Impact they're currently doing, um, I I don't know, I can't remember if it's a tournament or a battle royal or a a match scramble with like six or eight people where they're going to get a number one contender to go against Kenny Omega. And that's the sort of running theme of the show is we need to get that belt back off Kenny. If it suddenly goes on Christian, it takes the steam because you've got loads of faces that are facing each other. To face Christian, that doesn't really work as much as, yeah, yeah, they want to beat the belt collector, Kenny Omega. So for the brand of it, Impact, no, it doesn't doesn't work because Christian, yeah, okay, he's a former champion of Impact, but nobody really wants to, they want to see Kenny Omega lose it to a moose or something. Go on, Jamie. As I said, All Out is 5th of September, isn't it? I'm sure it's not going to finish before then, and Kenny Omega's probably going to win the title back before then. Well, I I think that if he's not going to win the Impact title off him on Friday tomorrow, it can't be a clean win against Christian Cage. It has to be either a dirty finish with an interference or just a disqualification and a no contest the match. I reckon there's going to be a big run and there's probably going to be loads of Impact stars that'll do. Daniel Bryan. No, I can't see so much. Dan, they're saying Daniel Bryan is a rumored name to be facing Omega. Uh, soon, they're thinking that he's going to be doing it in a couple of weeks. But he's going to debut at all out. Sure, the forbidden doors right. open, and a lot of Impact stars are coming over. Um, Frankie Gazarian was on Impact this week as well, so a lot of them are coming to and from. Um, and the Impact tag titles were defended on um, AEW this week as well. So they were indeed, yes. And Kira Hogan as well. She had a dark match, or I think she had a match on Dark as well, mm. um, and she was on in the Fire and Flave. Uh, tag team on impact so a lot of them are moving backwards and forwards but if they are like oh christian is our savior and he they do a run in there's like a battle between impact stars and the elite that could work too yeah no interesting i just like like i say the the match is taking place if he's not going to win the title he's got to be a no contest dirty finish that type of thing um so we'll see what happens with that. But there have been two other matches announced miro is defending the tnt championship against Fugo del Sol. <laughs> yes, Fugo del Sol. Yeah, um, that one. <laughs> so he is a, from what I understand, I did see because they did advertise it on um, on Dynamite. He's a mask wrestler. Um, he usually wears red mask, red attire. He's got the like red sleeves as well. He has. He um, he was in the WWE. Um, for here's a here's a bit of trivia for you. Under the rename KJ, also he debuted in no, twenty twenty. No, it's not. <laughs> um, he debuted in twenty twenty in January on Raw and lost a match to Eric Rowan. So it was just a squash match, it was. Um, but he's been um he's been on AEW Dark since the pandemic started. He has been a regular on Dark. He has. Um, he teamed with uh, Low Rider. He, in a loss to SCU. Um, he teamed with Marco Stunt as well at some point as well. So it just kind of gives you the, the calibre of how well he's been doing. So it's a squash match, Miro. Exactly. So I would assume an easy win for Miro on that one. But it should be entertaining because he's a good worker. Um, so we'll see. But the match that I am most looking forward to um, is the main event for 
rampage, and it is uh, our favourite. Ritzburg, Pennsylvania. It, it certainly is. It's our favourite, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Red Velvet. And she's defending the Women's World Championship. Who's Britt Baker's style. manager as well? Who walks the ring with her? What, these days? It's, um, 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 I don't know. Rebel, not Reba, not Rebel. Oh, Reba, is it? Reba, are they still Reba, doing Reba. that? Rebel, I thought that had yeah. stopped. And it's on the oh. thing, and it, it, the t-shirts. Like, honestly, you do it. You do my head with it. He's a manager now. He's just there all yeah, the time. Yeah, my best mate, Britt Baker. How you doing? You're all right. They I mean, work really I, well. they got good chemistry, don't they? I think we're all looking forward to this week's episode, just see how it is. But let's be honest. The it's good thing, next though, Friday, we're all... It's next it's Friday. One hour, isn't it? It's one hour long. Something to watch on a Saturday morning for one hour. They've announced for the UK it's going on Fight TV as part of your AEW Plus subscription. So well, no added cost for me there. I've got AEW Plus, thank you. I don't. I watch it all on ITV4 and I watch it by finish watching like an hour five, Yeah, but you wait like a week. I watch it like the day after. Well, you can't watch Rampage on ITV4 because it is exclusive to Fight TV. If AEW is more accessible for me to watch, like, you know, with Raw, um, it, it's on exactly the same time. Monday Night Raw is on at 1am in the UK. Same as SmackDown. It's on fr- uh, Saturday night, Saturday morning at 1am. Um, and NXT is the same. They're all on exactly the same time. But with AEW, I've got to wait a day. And by that point, I've forgotten about it. But if it's the case that they actually were showing it on ITV4, which nobody watches anyway, put it on when it's actually on at one or two and do the same with Rampage. Yeah, I would tape it. And I tell you what, I'd watch it every week and I'd definitely be more invested. But it's almost like an afterthought because on the Friday at 10 o'clock, I'm probably watching NXT UK on BT Sport. And then it gets to 11 o'clock. I'm thinking, do I want to stay up an extra half an hour and watch it? I've already read the results. So I just catch up with it when I can. But I'd be more invested as a fan if they actually put it on how WWE puts it on. And I think that's a big failure of what they're doing that we can't record they it. They certainly do it. need to sort out the broadcasting over in the UK because... We mentioned it last week, Cody Rhodes saying how big of a market the UK is for professional wrestling in general, but certainly for AEW. You know, they want this tour and they want the TV shows over here and whatnot and the big matches, but it needs to be more accessible. Yes, your flagship show is available on free TV, but like you say, it's available on free TV at like 10, 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night. Your sister show now, Rampage, is not available at all on TV. And your pay-per-views... Yeah, but... Your everyday person still doesn't use... If you're wanting to get the casual viewer to tune in, your show's at the wrong time two days after it's already aired, and your sister show isn't available at all unless you sign up to yet another streaming service. The average person's probably already got Netflix, Amazon Prime, Disney Plus, this, that, 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 and the other. So they're already paying out their ear for all the others, and now they've got to sign up to another one just to see the one-hour television show. It should be on terrestrial TV, and the pay-per-views... Yes, they're going down the traditional pay-per-view route of having to pay you £20, your $30, or however much it is, to you know watch the event. But again, over here, if you want to do that, that's great. Yeah, but you, but you, can't, you can do that, but you can't do it through streaming through the TV. You can if you know how to do it and set it all up. But the so average person who just wants to put the telly on. on. Amazon, on Amazon, you go load up your Fire Stick, there's a Fight TV app, you go on there and you watch it on there, it's done. But me and you know that. Yeah, five, Fight TV, you get straight through the PlayStation store. Yeah, and me and you know that, but the average person doesn't who just wants to turn on the TV and watch wrestling. BT Sports, £20 a month. Oh, uh, exa- exactly. Only 4 99 
sort their business model out. Right. Um, yeah, but with, with BT Sport. I got BT Sport on right now, um, so we're recording this as of six o'clock in, in the evening. I've got SmackDown on right now. They're showing replays of it. It's, it's, I love BT Sport. They're brilliant. With with you know ITV, they've got a really good opportunity. They don't show any replays of it. Like unless you catch it or you say into your um, remote, "Can I watch AEW?" And half the time it doesn't recognize it. It's really difficult to watch. Um, and yeah, okay, you can go through there, but if I'm doing all that, I'd rather just go WWE Network and catch up on my WrestleManias. I'll just do that That's instead. Thing well, one thing that I'm happy with, which is why sometimes I don't mind paying the 19.99 for AEW pay-per-views. There's only four a year, so you work it out at 80 pounds. It's right round about the same price or cheaper than a WWE Network for the year. Yeah, but with WWE Network, you know, I've got Bobby Lashley, yeah, got Bobby Lashley, Lashley in the Stone Cold Lashley. Sessions this weekend, so. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, happy. Is, oh, was that this weekend? I thought it was. Yeah, that's. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I, I think it's either this weekend or the. Yeah, no, it is SummerSlam. It's this weekend. Oh, is that next week? No, oh, it's the next, next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we'll be doing week, our predictions next week, then, won't we? Yes, and time for me to shoot straight back up the prediction league. Oh, back <laughs> up the bottom. Dan, do you want to? Um, before we move on to the quiz, do you want to let us know what happened with Max Caster in the last week? Yeah, so it's a bit of a strange one. Um, a lot of things, a lot of people saying that he's been suspended uh, for two months, but then um, they've managed to look into that and say, actually, they're just putting him on a cooling period and they might be giving him um, sensitivity training. He, long and short, um, he does his raps to the ring um, and he said quite a few comments that weren't very AEW and what they stand for. I think he sort of talked about Simone Biles. Oh, he's gone. We've hit. We've almost hit the hour mark, and he's gone. He always does. Joe, what do you know about it? Uh, Basically, considering um, you know that um, Olympian on the US team who went home because of her mental health, basically he went out and said nasty things about her. He said he said some conspiracy theories about COVID, and he was just basically coming to the ring, just saying some really horrible things, and like. Yeah, that, he's got in trouble for it. That's pretty much what it happened. Was it that right, Dan? Yes, you spot on joke. Sorry, I don't know what happened there. I think my Sorry. phone overheated, but um, so, yeah, pretty much long and short of that. But they um, they've cut it out. And I think Tony Khan has said that he wasn't editing um, dark or dark elevation. But he is going to take a lot more control of it now to stop things like that happening again. Because that's what happens if you don't have scripted promos. Sometimes, I mean, yes, I'd rather wrestlers be able to go out there and cut their own promos. But if you're being very risque and doing raps to the ring talking about certain people i think you do need to run back past an agent or something you know talk about the bases that you get just say you know you've got an agent putting together your match oh what are you doing on your promo today i'm hitting a b c and d these are the topics that i'm going to be saying don't tell him word for word what you're going to say but if he, if somebody if you had a road agent they said oh we're putting together your match you walk into the ring uh, what are you going to uh, highlight um, on your rap to the ring oh i'm talking about mental health simone biles and coronavirus <laughs> yeah okay they go, hang on a minute, we don't want to talk about the Rona because nobody wants to hear that. We've been hearing about it for two years. Mental health is a very sensitive subject anyway, and unless you're being positive and telling people to talk to each other, you're not really exactly going to be doing that in a rap. You're just going to be being horrible in a lot of ways. And with Simone Biles, she was very, very strong to come back and, and win that bronze medal in, um, I think it was the, I can't remember whether it was the bars or what she she won. Yes. She came back. yes. She she came back. Um, she overcame a lot of stuff that she was going through, and she won a bronze medal. And I, you know, commend her for it. Really good job, and it shows that she fought through it um, and wanted to get back in it. But yeah, it's one of those ones. 
okay, fair enough. If you're making pop culture references, it's one thing. But if you're talking about things that are close to a lot of people's hearts or are things that are very sensitive subjects, it's difficult. So I think, yeah, in that case, you do need to be running those sort of promos past somebody just to make sure they're greenlit. Because he might have thought there was no problem with it and going on the fly, but evidently there's a lot of people there that were offended. And me even hearing the topics of what he spoke about, yeah, I don't want to be hearing that. So I think they did the right thing cutting it out. And yeah, I think highlighting the same to somebody actually do realize what you're saying but you might not have realized um you know it's hard to say that because the topics that he's hitting on are quite um sensitive topics but still um you definitely need to run stuff like that past some road agents just to make sure it is is okay and i think maybe moving forward that's that is what they're going to be doing is making sure they're double checking those sort of promos couldn't have said it better myself Oosh. well done daniel well done thank you <laughs> shall we quiz it Yes, we can. Yes, let's do this quiz. Come on, Dan. <laughs> is it going to be oh, lucky for no, a team for me? me I know it was me doing it, isn't it? I thought I'd do something a little bit different rather than just a generic 10 questions, blah, blah, blah. So. Hang on, I, I need a pen. I need a oh, pen. Oh, you're going to need lots of pen and paper for this. I'm no, going to make you draw. Um, so what I have done is I have got 10 questions. To a degree, and there is a and there is a maximum of nineteen points available over those ten questions. Hey, yeah, boy. And what I need you to do, there is a bonus six points to make it a total of twenty-five points. Oh, <laughs> it's because what we are doing is, where the hell are you from? So, wow. for example, if I say John Cena, you would get a point for West Newbury and a point for Massachusetts. Okay. But I said there was an extra six points. What does that mean? It means that the first letter of the city of where they're from, make a note of it because there's an anagram to reveal a wrestler. Oh, God. <laughs> and if you I get that this. wrestler, you get six points. Right. There's Let's a lot of of 25 points there's a lot of thoughts that went into this shall we end the show there thanks very much for joining (laughs) okay so we will start off with our first wrestler dolph ziggler right okay where is he from a point for the city a point for the state I'm assuming this is where they're built. They're built from. Yeah, okay. So I've fine. made sure I've gone through them all on Wikipedia. There's only one place for each person. So there's no disputes, Joe. There's only <laughs> one. Right. <laughs> right, okay. Right, that's fine. Okay, number two Baron Corbin. Right, okay. He doesn't have a, um, he doesn't say a state on his entrance. That's why I said there's. 19 points because one of them doesn't have a state oh i only know <laughs> that because <laughs> i only know that because sam roberts was interviewing kayla braxton two weeks ago on his podcast um and they basically were talking about how wrestlers tell the ring announcers how they want their entrances to say so kayla braxton said what state it was from and when she got backstage he went absolutely nuts her and say never say the state again you just say it as this so it stayed in my head since then. It can, it can go into two states, of course. Oh, so he's, I mm. thought I had it then. Maybe I don't then, if he's. He's just billed from a city. Yes, yeah. well, thanks very much for that, Dan. You're welcome. Okay, number three, Daniel Bryan. Okay. I don't see how this is making the name of a wrestler yet, though. 
It's an anagram. I'm not going to give it you in order. Oh, right. I was going to say, well, you didn't say it was an anagram. I thought it was just going to spell it out. Well, no, because then that's just too easy. You go, oh, yeah, there's a name. <laughs> you have to then solve the anagram at the end. The <laughs> right, okay. Points. Fair enough. Number four, Shawn Michaels. Oh. I don't watch it. Yeah, why do I know that? Okay. Number five, the mysterious Ray, Ray Mysterio. Okay. Like we're getting into a bit of a roll now. Number six, Randy Orton. Oh god, I need another piece of paper here. For God's sake. Randy Orton's number six. That is correct. That is correct. That is (laughs) Spanish. Oh, <laughs> okay, these two are former wrestlers. Number seven, Jeff Jarrett. I don't know. I actually don't know Jeff Jarrett. I can't think. Somewhere backwards. Somewhere backwards. <laughs> Number eight, Tory Wilson. Oh, I know where Jeff Jarrett is. I don't know where Tory Wilson is. I, think I, did, I, I was thinking of when you think about TNA, it's obvious where he's from. But um, I don't know. Again, and now these final two are outside of the US. Oh, fantastic. And the country. They're easy, don't worry. First one, Malachi Black, number nine. Okay. Can I just ask a question? Yes. The name of this wrestler that's from the anagram of the places, is that from the state or the town or the city? The city. Right, okay, not the state. No. Okay. And number 10, (laughs) McIntyre. Okay. We've got a lot of A's here. So you should have 10 letters from the city that the person is from. That anagram will be a wrestler. A current wrestler could be male or female, could be on AEW, WWE, NXT or Impact. So on on one of them, I've got like Saint somewhere. So I'm guessing that begins with an S. Mm -hmm. That's the S. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I will let you have a minute whilst you decide that while I break into song. Why well, have voices <laughs> in my head? They help me, they understand, they talk to me. Well, I think I've got all of them by Tory Wilson, but I'm, if I can work out this wrestler now, that'll probably give me Tory Wilson. Maybe. That's the point. But then that could be a full... Off. One of them properly throws you off. I was like, I did not know that. I did not. Did you know that? I did not know I that. I did not know that. Well, maybe yeah, I have. haven't got it all right. Though. Can I ask, has anyone got the wrestler yet? No. no. Oh, <laughs> 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 
Maybe surely you could narrow it down to like WWE, AEW, Impact. You can narrow it down, surely. I've said it's a current wrestler. Yeah, but off all of the brands. Okay, I would just say WWE, including NXT. Oh. Hmm. That's it, that's See, that's this it. isn't the best idea for a podcast, and now you're all just quiet. <laughs> you're trying hey. to work out. Tammy, well, you've, got to edit, you've got to edit the silence down. <laughs> I'll have to, but this, I, I feel like I've got too many S's. I've got loads of S's as well. I've got loads of A's. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I do. I feel like I've got to. Okay, get right. Here's another clue then that, that we need. This mm. person, is it? Is their name one word or is it their first name and surname? It's a full name. Is it male or female? I can't say. So it, it, it's a full name. It's a first name and a surname. Yes. Oh, I had to put it into 10, so. <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to carry that. I thought I had it then. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Again, like, if you get a city wrong, it completely messes you up as well. Well, that's what I mean. That's why it's probably wrong. Shall we go through the answers? Yeah, maybe we can. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's only for six points, so. Okay, number one, Dolph Ziggler. Taron? Cleveland, Ohio. No, that's where he's born. Hey? That's why, then. Joe? He's built from Hollywood, Florida, isn't he? Oh. Hollywood, Florida is yep. correct. Boom. Number two, Baron Corbin. Taron. Kansas City. Joe. Kansas City. Dan. Kansas, Kansas City. City. Correct. Daniel... So, so hang on, so that that's just one point, isn't it, then? Yeah. That's one point, yeah. There's 19 points altogether with the cities and the state or country daniel bryan go on taron aberdeen washington anyone get any different aberdeen washington it's aberdeen washington right so that's two points that's two points so so far we should have um five points maximum no yeah but i'm thinking i'm thinking of the letters because a h a a k and a right okay yeah number four sean michaels taron um, San Antonio, Texas. Anyone get any different? No. Nope. No, it is San Antonio, Texas. Okay. Ray Mysterio. Dan. Um, I've got California, but um, I, I didn't remember the first. No, I know it. Taron. San Diego, California. That is correct. Yes, with all these points. Joe, did you get all that? Joe. A bit quiet. He's, he's gone. gone. He's, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone on a anagram solver. I just had <laughs> it came up for Surely though, if you put a, if you did put all the letters in an anagram solver, it wouldn't tell you the name try, of someone. It'd just give you a do it and see if it does. Go on. I will do it whilst we wait and if you want to edit this bit out you can. No, if you remember. Fine. No, that's right. We'll just let it go. I'm sure the wonderful Ooh, listeners want to listen to us. We'll just I've got the me. anagram. No, he's got the anagram. He's got it. See, that's the thing now. Because we waited so long, you could get it. 
Ah, yeah, I ain't gonna go. Um, yeah, got it. Lovely. I don't think so Joe's. Good? I don't think Joe's coming back. Oh, he'll be back. It's one of those things because he's got an older iPhone. It just takes ages for him to boot up with me. It's just a clickety clickety click, and I'm back. Well, go on then. Look, shall we move on to? To be fair, it has come up, but not as one word. It's come up as two words. Like if you go on the anagram silver, both words are there. Um. Okay, so we will carry on. Randy Orton. Um. St. Louis, Missouri. Correct. I had St. Louis, Missouri also. Seven, Jeff Jarrett. Um, so I got this because I remember going back to Dixie Carter, Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee. I put Correct. Nashville, Tennessee as well. Nashville. Okay, Tory Wilson, Taron. I didn't. This is the only one I didn't get. I put Baltimore, Maryland. Incorrect. It is Boys, Idaho. But I had the B from it as well, so that's probably... It doesn't matter, you don't get the point for that. No, hang on, so, so it's a B. No, 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 I'm just trying to work out the anagram, because I think that might have helped. Oh, uh, yeah, obviously. No, Nine. I know it, I know it, I know the anagram as well, as long as I've got the other two right, I know the Nine. anagram. Malachi Black. Um, He's from Amsterdam, Holland. Amsterdam, Netherlands. Netherlands. Holland, Holland is the name of a certain island um, or province oh, Netherlands, in the Netherlands. Karen. It's the Netherlands, not Holland. Rubbish. What does his Wikipedia say? It says Netherlands. <laughs> yeah, because Holland is a certain section of, of um, the called? Netherlands. Is he is he Alistair Black on Wikipedia or is he Malachi? His name is whatever it was. Jojo, do you want to recap the ones you missed? I got um, oh. San Diego for Re Mysterio. Um, yeah. St. Louis, Missouri for Re uh, Randy Orton. Yeah. Nashville, Jeff Tennessee Jarrett. for Jer Jeff Jarrett. Yeah. Tori Wilson, I didn't know I put New York. No, that was Boys, Idaho, that one. All right. Boise, uh, yeah. And Amsterdam, Boise. Netherlands for Alistair Black, Malachi Black. And Hang on, it says here on Wikipedia, build from Amsterdam, Holland. It doesn't. You've just it does? It. <laughs> I swear <laughs> to God, I've just checked. Netherlands is Holland. We'll I don't care. If whenever you go to like football, it always says Holland or Netherlands, doesn't it? Good, and finally, Drew McIntyre. Air Scotland. Glasgow, Scotland. No, it's Air Scotland. Is it? Air Scotland. No, it is. It's going to be Glasgow. Air Glasgow. Glasgow. Yeah, I did, yeah. And you think you've got the anagram with a G? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Joe, have you got the anagram? Oh, no, Tara, what did you think it was with that G in there? I don't. I don't know. No, I know. Joe. No, hang on. I do know it. Hang on. I know. Right. Hang on. I know it. I know it. I know. Well, no. Shall me and Dan? If me and Dan think we've got it, shall we say it at the same time? Okay. You count us down. Three, two, one. Go. Sasha, Banks. Sasha Banks. Correct. Yes. Originally, I wanted to do Alexa Bliss, but no city. No, in I had. <laughs> I had Sasha Ganks. <laughs> right, so is that six points for that? So I got one, one, one two, three, four, five, six, seven. She had a dream and she had that she made it. Two, four, yes. Six, eight, eight, no one is beating eight, 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 20 points. Yeah, I am. I got 24. <laughs> <laughs> you, got every, <laughs> you got every single one, but. Um, 
I didn't get Baltimore. I put Baltimore, Maryland for uh, thingy, and I dropped a point on um, Rey Mysterio. So only dropped three points. So that's twenty-two. Oh, God's sake. Two, four, six, eight. I got nine. Ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen. Sixteen, add another six. Oh, yeah, it's twenty-two. Right. Yeah. 22. Oh, wait, wait. Well, still Who was on university four. challenge, this boy? I was on Eggheads, actually. <laughs> right, on the, quizly, on the quiz leaderboard, that puts Dan on 13, Jamie on 6, Joe on 4, and I'm still sat at the bottom on 3. Very interesting quiz. Thanks very much. Don't do Who's that again. Who's the 13th uh, NXT champion? Um, that Oh, that was easy. That was Samoa Joe. I don't know. Think of it, 13th. Unlucky 13. Finn Balor. Who's, uh, um, who's who Halloween? Who's, who's Halloween? The Fiend. Brady. Malachi Black. Okay. No, no. Who knows? Right. Oh, that guy from Holland. <laughs> Go on his Wikipedia. It says Holland. It says build from Amsterdam, Holland. And before we go as well, just thank you to everybody who's followed us on Twitter. We've just hit 200 followers, so thank you. Lovely. And where can people find us on the socials, Daniel? We're Grapplecast Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment, whatever. Um, you can also find us wherever you get your podcasts, which is, as Joe said, the Deezers, the uh, Spotify's, uh, Apple Podcasts, where, literally wherever you can get a podcast. Like, subscribe, comment, whatever you like, really. It all helps. And whilst you're at it, all go on Wikipedia and see where Malachi Black is from, because I guarantee you it says he's billed from Holland, not the Netherlands. Yeah, but anyone who knows geography knows that Holland is an inlet of the Netherlands. Yeah. All right, here we go, Mr. Yeah, Cat. but Kane is billed from parts unknown. <laughs> well, it is true. It is true. Right, well, thank you very much for another great show, guys. We look forward to next week where we will be breaking down what happened on the first episode of Rampage. Looking forward to the first dance as well in Chicago and, of course, our predictions for SummerSlam. But until then, thank you very much for joining us and we will see you all next week. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Hold one. Arm drag. Brett screwed Brett. It's me, Austin! I did it for the rock. Oh, such a market thong wearing fatty. Number four, armbar. I am sir.